This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Dr. Levi Harrison. Dr. Levi is a renowned orthopedic surgeon based in Los Angeles. He extends care to a diverse population of patients, including high-profile celebrities, musicians, elite athletes, gamers, as well as our true heroes, the veterans. He is an author and a motivational speaker. Dr. Levi has been featured on Dr. Oz, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, CNN, and many morning news outlets. He has several patents on his device, the Triangle, which is currently featured on Amazon Prime. Dr. Levi also contributes to several charities, including Wounded Warriors, Special Olympics, SBCA, and more than 20 other organizations that are helping our planet. Dr. Levi's mission is about living a life of intention, service, and purpose. Dr. Levi, it is so fantastic to have you with us today on Learned It From An 80s Song. Well, I got to tell you, Patricia, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for doing such great work. The fitness, wellness, and overall mental health community, they really need and you need the work that you're doing. Your podcasts are really phenomenal. You're phenomenal. And the work that you're doing to really elevate the consciousness of people to understand how they can embrace their higher selves and do great good in the world. You're just doing a fantastic job as being a, a light bearer for, for that cause. So I want to tell you, thank you very much. And I appreciate all of the work that you're doing. We need you and thank you. Well, Dr. Dr. Levi, I didn't expect this. And I uh, just wanted to say that that's what I was going to do is thank you for all of the service that you have done. I mean, all of the volunteer work that you've done, the products you clearly care about society, the Wounded Warriors, SBCA, Special Olympics, and, and just even when I was watching your YouTube video on how you really honored the stay-at-home moms, you really honored you know, those who were a full-time caregivers. And honestly, it was so authentic and so kind. And just that awareness that you have, I just couldn't wait to get on the line here and talk to you. So thanks again. And thank you for those kind words. You, it means more than you'll ever know. <laughs> World is a better place because of you. And I think so often we forget that we can have great impact on the lives of others, but just some of the the, the easy things that we can do. And for, for me, you know, listening to your podcast, I thought they were so insightful and so genuine. And I thought they can really brace people who in society may feel somewhat disenfranchised and feel like they don't belong. And the key, what I think with your podcast, what I think is so beautiful, is that it's so inclusive and it's so elevating and it's so genuine. And your presence is such a such an amazing light. So I just want to say thank you for 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 really doing the work. And it, it takes involvement like yours to to make the world a better place. Not simply in that microverse where we live, but in the macroverse. Because your one good thing is like a domino effect, and it just you know makes people want to do even better things for other people. So your podcast is really a site I call a healing site. It's a secret site. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And uh, as I said earlier, and I, and I believe it, and I stated it, you make the world a better place, Patricia Freiberg. You really do. Well, 
thank you very much. And I'm a crier, so I'm not going to get emotional on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for your sweet, <laughs> not right now, at least. Thank you so much, though. That's that's so nice. And I really do appreciate it. And it is a labor of love. It really means a lot that you recognize that. So thank you. Now, this is the part of the show because I can't wait to get to the song to unpack this. So and I know audience. So just get ready for it. okay? so this is the part of the show where we have the big reveal as to what song Dr. Levi is going to be bringing in to us today for Learn It From an 80s Song. So without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Dr. Levi, what is the song that best resonates with the story you're going to share with us today? I, I would say it would be Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. It's a song from the late 80s, 1988, I believe. And uh, it's a song that really sort of, uh, I always think of it as a, a great encapsulator for my life. I just embrace that song because I, I think it reminds us that no matter what is going on, the sun will always shine the next day. No matter what, that, what we've done, be it a mistake or something hurtful that someone said to us or something hurtful we said to someone else, I think that song reminds us that there's, there's always room for forgiveness. There's always room for self-compassion. There's always room for love. And love, I think we, we overuse that word sometimes to just be uh, so inclusive. But I think other words like, like self-compassion should really be embraced so that we know that whatever's going on, just forgive yourself, do better, and move forward. I was just talking yesterday about coming on the show with uh, one of my patients. And I was telling her, I said, well, look, I said, look forward to, to listen to the show after we do it. And she's going through struggles right now with weight loss. Mm. And I, I explained to her, I said, you know, I said, I'll use a different name for her. Let's say her name is Jennifer. I said, well, Jennifer, I said, it's really important that you love the journey. I said, it's really important that you love your body just the way you are, because you are enough the way you are. And I reminded her to not do this for her husband not do this for her children, but to do it for herself on her timeline. And that fitness and weight loss, they're really, it's like a marathon. You don't just get there tomorrow. We're all in this, what I call, epic battle to be fit and to be healthy. However, I want us to maybe not think of it as an as a epic battle. Just think of it as a, as a slow walk through the garden of life, whereby we're, we're doing, making small, sustainable steps every day to be healthy so that we eat less sugar, less white flour, less white rice, less white bread, increase the number of vegetables that we eat every day um, to make sure we get our steps in every day to do some form of exercise every day. Um, but most importantly, to not feel badly as we're, as we're going through the process, to not say I'm going to love my body when I'm a size three. What about loving your body at a size 30, a size 25, a size 16, a size 18, no matter where you are on the journey, as I told Jennifer yesterday, just enjoy the process, love yourself, apologize to no one, and do your best to make these small, sustainable steps and, and be happy along the way. And when I said that, she said, be happy? I said, absolutely. I said, one of my favorite songs is Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. And she started laughing. And yeah. I was so had that impact on her of reminding her who she is, that she is enough, and that weight loss is a journey. That, does that make sense? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is profound that you're sharing that with your patients and that you bring in the music as a metaphor, which makes, you know, for lack of better words or pun intended, but it makes everything a little more digestible. You know what I'm saying? And I think those small, like you had said, the small steps and loving the journey along the way. And I remember when I first moved here to Switzerland, I, you know, was getting used to the food here. It's very different. I had a lot of cheese and bread and chocolate and because it's very readily available here. Okay. I mean, I'm here in Switzerland and I went to the doctor and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I've put on a few kilograms and I, you know, I need to, to, I need to dial this back. I got to figure out what's going on here. And he said, you know, Patricia, you need to relax a little bit because you just moved here 
and, you know, enjoy the food. We're going to figure yeah. this out together. But in, in the process, it's like, enjoy your body is getting used to a whole new place. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, so there's also a lot of emotional, you know, uh, part of transitioning to a new place, you know, and now I've met, I'm a year here now and I've kind of got my stride and it's been a journey. It's like, I'm learning about new ways to exercise. You know, I, I didn't snowshoe and ski before, but now that's like a whole new world for me, you know? And, you know, and, and like with, with what you did for your client, your patient, Jennifer, you know, just those small steps. It's like, what can I add? Like, I think in our society, it's all about, de- it, it becomes about depletion, deplete, deplete. And that's with all of our resources, whether it's sleep, whether it's, you know, food, you know, everything is about depletion. And it's like, no, what can we add to make us, you know, feel better? Like the vegetables, like you said, if you just add, you know, quarter, you know, three quarters of your plate, make it vegetables, like add that component. It's, it makes us know that we're actually bringing something of health to our bodies. We are adding something and it actually feels better for us. You're exactly right. I think so often we embrace this lifestyle of, you said it really elegantly, of subtraction, of what we can take away to be thinner, can take away to be more fit. But I think we want to embrace the, the more than side. So when it comes to me, for me, when it comes to exercise, fitness, and well-being, I remind people to, let's say, for example, if someone works out in the gym, they don't like working out in the gym, no problem. What about going for long walks? What about going for a hike? What about hiking with a weight vest on? What about hiking with weights in your hands? What about hiking with ankle weights on? There's so many things that we can do to add versus just subtracting away from our lives. Because I think often this, I call it the mysticism of subtraction, gives people this idea that if they do less of, quote unquote, the things that society say are bad, then they will have more of the good things that society says, these are good. Well, I think we have to redefine what's good and what's not so good for our own lives and not live in the the vacuum of societal norms. I think so often we do that, it limits our internal growth. It limits our physical and even spiritual growth to say that we can only do what society says. Well, I think by doing that, we, we take away from the diversity of life. We take away from the inclusivity of life and we, we minimize the growth and the happiness of our own lives. Those are my thoughts about that. Yeah, really, really nice. I mean, we could, I could talk all day to you, Dr. Levi, but I know you have a, sh- a story that you are going to share with us today and, uh, and, how, and then you'll discuss how it resonates with the song. So this is so great. And I know our audience is dying to hear your story. Well, thank you very much, Patricia. Again, I want to tell you, uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's a, it's a wonderful podcast you have. And I think the world needs to know about it because of the, the really uplifting impact that you have on people. So, so thank you for, for simply for being you. But thank that's you. part of blessing. So, so thank you. So I was thinking over the past uh, several weeks, which story I would, I would share. And I went back and forth over many things that I, that I wanted to, to express and, and share with you. So finally, I made a full circle back to something that happened to me when I was eight years old. So on my birthday, on March 19th, when I was eight, my mother gave me money to go to the bakery and to buy whatever I want. She gave me I think it was like $20 bill. And uh, she said, get whatever you want, Levi. So I was a pretty, not super overweight kid, but uh, I I was definitely heavy. I was a heavy kid. So I went to the store and I was on my new bike. It was a red red bicycle and I I parked it right against the glass of the bakery. So I was talking to the the person that was serving me and I said, I want to get, you know, two donuts. I remember everything was two, two, two. I want to get two donuts. I want to get two muffins. I wanted to get two. <laughs> and I just went on, you know, so I was going to lose all, use all 20 bucks. So as I was doing that, the, the woman said, little Levi, is that, that your bike? And so I was talking to her and I didn't look behind me. I said, yes, that's my new red bike. And she said, well, who's on it? And I would never forget, Patricia, I turned around and this guy was biking off with my bike. He was about 
maybe had to be in his late 60s, early 70s. And I was so overweight, I could not catch it. I was out of breath after half a block. So I'll never forget. I bought the things I wanted and I walked home. It was only three blocks away. I walked home, of course, you know, crying, distraught, out of breath. And I get home to my mom and I I tell her, I say, well, someone just stole my, my bike. And she said to me, oh, that's okay, baby. Here's another, here's some more money. Just go, go and buy some, some more pastries and we're going to just eat the bad thoughts away. And when she said that, I'll never forget, I looked at her and I said, no, mama, mm-mm. I have to, have to do better. And from that day, I'm 58 now, from that day and to now, I exercise every day because for some reason, it was like a light bulb moment for me that, I don't know, even today, I look back and I think, why did that have such an impact on me? But it really did, that I would never be in that position where I could not run behind someone. Like I said, this gentleman was, was really elderly. He had to be at late 60s, maybe mid to late 70s even. I mean, but I catch him. I never saw him again. And I never saw my bike again. But of course, I take me wherever I go. So my goal was to to be fit, to be healthy. And not only that, but I, I was resigned from that day forward to do what I could do to make other people healthy. So, you know, I wrote the book, The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement. I'm going to send you a copy of that also, Patricia. Yeah, thank um, you. Of course. So I, I wrote that book with the thought that I could, you know, by the grace of God, impact people to remind them that number one, Yes, you are good enough right where you are. But number two, let's make these small, sustainable changes to get you even healthier so you can feel better and that you can live longer. And really, you know, why do we want to live longer? It's really for one reason. That is to be of greater service. Life is really about, for me personally, about embracing our humanitarianism. How do we do that? By really thinking constantly about what can I do to make someone else's life better? What can I do to elevate other people? What can I say to elevate other people? I'll share with you another quick thing my father would always say. I recently heard this in a sermon by a pastor. I thought, wow, my dad used to say that all the time. He would always say, Levi, when, whenever you're going to speak, son, remember three things. Before you say something, think, number one, is it true? Number two, does it have to be said? And number three, is it uplifting? If it's not all of those, you'd always say, keep your mouth shut. And I believe that. And I think if we embrace our own humanity, it gives us an opportunity to love and embrace other people, no matter their race, their creed, their, their sex, their sexuality, their gender, their gender identity. That, that really means nothing. If they're another human being, and we should see ourselves in them and elevate them to elevate ourselves. I hope that's clear. So clear. It's so clear in your message. It's so, you, you, can't, you live it, you know, just your being is that, is being of service. And, and, and that truly is, that's how I've always, you know, I mean, live my life. That's where I feel the best is when I'm helping others or connecting, human connection with others. And, you know, how can we, we're on this earth for, you know, a short period of time in retrospect, right? And it's like, what impact can we make? How can we make other human beings who are on this earth at the same time as us, how can we make it a better place for them? And then also a better place for the people coming in behind us. It's probably how you ended up as an orthopedic a surgeon, correct? Well, I have to tell you that that's a really funny story too. You know, right before my, my father passed away, he and I had this, we were talking, he, he was such a character, my dad. And we had this really tumultuous relationship when I was younger because he just abandoned our family. You know, one day, he, I'll never forget, he just pulled up with the truck, he and his best friend, and just moved out and said that he had enough of being married with my mom. I was maybe 10, 10 or 11 years old, something like that. And it was really traumatic for, for the whole family, of course, to, to have my dad, who I really adored and loved, just leave us, just abandon us. 
And for years, our, our relationship really needed a lot of healing. And uh, we didn't really get that until his final days of life, which was, which was, which was okay because I'd really already forgiven him, you know, years ago. But I wanted him to know it, to hear it, to feel it, and to, to really own it. And he and I were talking about, about me being uh, a And he said, you know, you know, we lost the video of you when you were six years old at your birthday party. And I kind of remember this a little bit, Patricia. And he said, we have a video. We had a video of you at your birthday party. And he would, for years, he would tell me the story so I can tell it verbatim. He said, so at my, my party at six, he and my great grandfather were talking. And they asked me, Levi, what do you want to do when you're a big boy? And my dad said, I looked at him and I said, I want to be a doctor. And my, my great-grandfather said, a doctor? You can't even spell doctor. And my, my dad said, yeah, Levi, what type of doctor are you going to be? And I looked at, my dad says, I looked at him and I looked into the camera. I said, I want to be a hand surgeon. That's wow. right. Yes. Pretty crazy. It is absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's where you look at, that's where you look at work as a calling. I've been doing a lot of research on this. I'm in uh, academia right now and uh, yeah. been doing a lot of research on work as a calling. And clearly, as just a young boy, you had already, you already knew what you were going to be doing. You were going <laughs> to, and how many people you were going to be helping, you know, from musicians to gamers to, you know, to, to elite athletes. And God, your, your parents must be so incredibly proud of you. I think my mom is, you know, and she and I, you know, with all parents, we have our, you know, our ups and downs with parents. You know, with my, with my dad making his transition several years ago, now it's just my mom and I and my sisters. It, it's always interesting to, to talk about these old parts of our lives that, that still impact us today. And, and that story with my dad, I always think of that because he loved talking about that because he, he would always say, how did you know? At five years old, of all the things, not just the doctor, but but to say I'm going to be a hand surgeon. How did I know that at five, six years old? And I don't know how I I know I I was aware of that. I don't know what made me even say that. You know, I, I think at that age, it's really about being a fireman, a police officer. Uh, I don't know how I knew that to this day. I don't know, but from early on, a message was sent somehow you know, that this is what you're, this is what Dr. Levi is going to be doing. I love helping people. I love being present in the lives of people who, one, need the help, need the help. Two, I feel by the grace of God, I have the capability and the training to help them in a, excuse me, in a legitimate, in a legitimate, compassionate way. And three, that my, my goal is always when someone comes to the office, that they leave elevated, that they leave either feeling better, thinking better, less anxiety, less stress to really, you know, have my office even as this really sort of mini Zen sanctuary or retreat where you come in and you just feel better when you just sit there in the office. I have some patients that tell you something also funny that will come to the office an hour before their appointment just to sit in the office because you can really feel the I call it the just the grace of the universe there. It's just, it's such a calming place. And uh, if you ever get to Los Angeles, you know, you have to come to the office. It, it's a, a real, it's a beautiful place. And I, I, I think it's a place to really, to, to be of service to people. Absolutely. I, w- I definitely will check it out. You know, still have our residence in California. So, you know, I look forward to being able to, you know, see, seeing your office and actually meet you in person when we're, back in California. That would be fantastic. Maybe meet my dogs also. Well, and then we, we have actually, I know you have a great Dane. And then you said you also have a small dog. What was the other one you yeah. rescued? Bulldog, a French bulldog. Thor. French bulldog. French bulldog named Thor and a great Dane. It's like the odd couple. They, they are. It's Serenity is the great Dane and Thor is the, is the, the French bulldog. But they're really, uh, oof, take a lot of energy. Yes, I bet. I bet. 
So I would love to talk about uh, the VIA strengths with you because I can hear all of your strengths coming through just talking to you and you have an amazing package of strengths. But before we do, I actually wanted to do give everybody just a little bit of extra information about why we even talk about strengths. And I think this is important to know. For instance, you know, the VIA strengths is an assessment that you can take online. It has been around for decades and it was developed by uh, Seligman and Peterson and they're out of University of Pennsylvania. Our D Dr. Seligman is at uh, University of Pennsylvania. And so with the VIA strengths, it's the 24 character strengths that are who you are to your core are your first, I would say, three to seven strengths. Your three to seven are usually your signature strengths. That's who you are to your core. Everybody has these 24 character strengths. But why it's important to actually do this assessment? Like, why know our strengths? Well, I want to tell you that according to uh, Dr. Nemec in his book, which I use as my Bible, it's so uh, torn up, but it is called The Character Strengths Interventions by Dr. Nemec. Love the book, and I love to give credit where credit's due. But what he talks about in the book is that there's you know, about less than 25% of the U.S. population is flourishing. What is flourishing? Flourishing is made up of, according, this is according to Seligman, it was made up of positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and achievement. Okay? So that is what flourishing is. So less than 25% of the U.S. population is flourishing. People are not functioning at a high level of well-being. Okay, so what the strengths do, according to uh, one study, it indicated that people who know their strengths are 18, 18, that's more likely to flourish. So, you know, knowing your strengths, it's, it is so impactful. It will also help you in your work for workplace engagement as well. But I wanted to bring in the why I talk about via strengths, and it is all related to flourishing and how we can elevate ourselves and those around us. And that's living in our strengths. And, and I hear that Dr. Levi, loud and clear, he is living in his strengths. And wait till you hear them all. And I'm going to list them off right now. And then that's okay with you, Dr. Levi. Of course. So honesty is his number one. And I think you, everyone can hear that authenticity coming through. Kindness is number two. Perseverance. And then it's hope, curiosity, humility, social intelligence, creativity, fairness. And he's also got forgiveness, which you all heard when he was talking about his father, et cetera. Earlier, he had talked about how he was able to forgive. And so I would love to hear, Dr. Levi, you know, how, how was it, number one, taken to be a strengths assessment? And then how do you feel it relates to the story that you told in, in your practice in general? Well, I think the assessment is great. I think it really gives you insight into self, who you really are, not who you may be projecting, because those two sometimes are not the same, but who we really are. And I think it's important to take an assessment like this because it lets us know that we really should merge who we project and who we really are. I think for yourself and, and myself, we do our best, or we at least try to do our best to live in what I call that, that one person state where there's not the dichotomy of the professional and the person who comes home to the family. I, I think for me, I, I, I just, I'm Levi in front of you today and I'm Levi at the office there. I try to make sure that there's really no, no difference of how I act, how I treat people. I live in this awareness that, you know, as a physician, the physician, you know, I have these titles, you know, physician, motivational speaker, author, inventor, you know, you know what, all those titles are just titles. But having those titles doesn't make me better than the dog walker, the, the, the trash collector, the teacher, the accountant, no one's better than no one else. It's simply a job of service that we have. You know, I'll, I'll just share this with you a quick note. You know, when I, when I told my mother I was going to go to medical school, she sat me down and she said, well, that's really great, Levi. I want, she said, I want you to remember two things, son. Number one, since you say you love me so much, 
make sure that you treat every patient as if you see my face on them. And she said, number two, and most importantly, son, remember that you can be the doctor today. She snapped her fingers and possibly the patient tomorrow. So be careful, son. Be careful how you treat everyone. So I really, I live with that, knowing that, you know, no matter what titles I may have or degrees or money, really no one's better than no one else. We're all here to be of service, to live in the grace of what we're here to do. Every job is important. Everybody has value. Everybody has worth. And everybody should really consider loving themselves right where they are without trying to participate and apologetically for who other people may think they are or what they should be doing. Everybody's important. So sorry for that, that little segue, but I have to share that with you. Well, I'm glad you did because actually it's right in line with your strength of humility. So humility is actually humble. It is about, is it exactly everything you said? That is humility to its core. And that is, that is really one of your signature strengths coming through right there and amazing. And I also, you know, can see the honesty coming through in that as well. And that's, that's linked to self-concordance, your goals accurately representing your interest and values also coming through as being a physician kindness. You know, your mom clearly, you know, some of that came from your mom as well, teaching you that, but that's also very much in your top strengths. And then perseverance, how hard physicians work and what it takes to get there. Cause I'm, I'm married to a physician. And so I have the utmost respect for any physician out there. So, I mean, I know, and even as a young child, like you had said, you know, how hard you had to work to get there. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I want to say when it comes to living in your, your truth of who you are and what you want to do, I think it's easy if you are not trying to please others and just do your best to, to do you. You know, there's a team that I've always loved, and I have one, and it says, uh, be yourself, everyone else is taken. Yeah. And I've always loved that because it really puts a capstone on life about, about being your, you know, sometimes this term is, is overused, but I'll use it because I think it's appropriate in, in this context, and that is to be your authentic self. You know, so often we say, be your best self. Well, sometimes being the best takes a lot of work. What about being the the best you can be today and trying to be maybe a little bit better tomorrow without the the stress of being the best? I think best sometimes puts in a lot of a sense of competition, a sense of, well, they're better than me. I want to be there. I want to be there. I've never been that guy. I've always been the guy that I just want to be the the best Levi can be. And I hope our audience takes that away today of simply being the best that you can be as in who you are right now in the present. We have to live in the now because that's all we have. We don't have what's going to happen five years from now or what happened in the past. We can't change that. We can only live in this present moment and be the kindest, most loving, most hopeful, most grateful, most peaceful right now. Uh, you know, right now is what we have. And I think that's a great place to, to start off every day. Wonderful, beautiful words. And I think that that, that just might be our marching orders, right? And I think. Just, yeah, I, I think we can all learn to just, how can you show up and be the best, you know, today? And you know what? We don't always have optimal sleep. You know, our readiness may not be optimal that day. So it's like, you know what? I might not be perform like I did yesterday, but I'm going to do the best that I can with what I got today, right? Absolutely. And, and to have, you know, to, to really embrace self-forgiveness and self-compassion. When we make mistakes, well, when we make mistakes, well, we're, that's what we are. We're human beings. We make mistakes. When we say something that's inappropriate or harmful or hurtful, well, forgive yourself, you know, go back and ask for forgiveness, apologize, and then try to do better. But to know that we are going to make mistakes, we, we cannot, we cannot, we can, <laughs> this is a double negative here. We yeah. cannot make mistakes and become our better selves. We, yeah. we have to 
mistakes because mistakes give us an opportunity to grow. They give us an opportunity to improve how we treat other people. And more importantly, gives us an opportunity to improve how we love and treat ourselves because how we treat other people is really a resonance of how we treat ourselves. Like what's going on in our micro universe is really indicative of what's going on in the mini micro universe, which is inside. And, and often people will treat other people the way they treat themselves. You know, the, the abuser becomes the abused. The person who doesn't love themselves, they, they can't really love other people. So I think we have to really consider just loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves, doing the best that we can every day to make the world as well as ourselves better and to, to just be less, less harsh on ourselves. That's, that's what I think. I, I think yeah. we're, just so, we're just so hard on ourselves. We really are. And I agree. And, that, you know, and I can definitely, I, I have to model that. I really try to model that for my kids, you know, because I know how hard I am on myself and I'm in academia again, like I'm in graduate school. I'm getting ready to finish it, finish uh, in January. And, you know, even when I didn't get the like grade I wanted, you know, it was close to it. And I was very excited about it. And then the one that I did exceeded what I thought, you know, of course I celebrated that, but, you know, but it's like one of those things where I'm, I have to be so cautious to model what's good for me too, you know, not to be hard on myself. I'm a mature student. I, I have not been, my last graduate degree was 20 years ago. Why things are very different. I feel like I've been in a cave, you know? <laughs> yeah. Finishing the degree and it takes such tenacity, determination and, and self-discipline to, to graduate from, from any program. And the one that you're involved in, I'm sure is quite academically challenging, but I think it's wonderful that you you know, you, you said, hey, I want to do this. And then more importantly, you did the work to actually achieve it. It's one thing to say something, but it's another thing to actually do the work and then to see the manifestation of the work, which in your case would be the success of graduating with the degree. So I, I, I say bravo to you, and I think it's fantastic. So hope you celebrate the journey as well as the degree. Yes, thank you so much. They, no, I, I will. There'll be a lot of celebrating. <laughs> Once I get through it, <laughs> you're going to make it. So I want to talk about curiosity and I want to talk about your product by a triangle. And yes. because I believe that you really like when I, when I read about your product, it's amazing. And I want you to tell the audience about it and also how we can get a hold of it. But I also feel like your curiosity, uh, coupled with the amazing knowledge, obviously, and, and science and the hands and all of that, coupled with your curiosity is how this product came to fruition. Also perseverance, because anytime you invent anything, you know, you got to go through the materials, the color, the this, the that, you know, there's so much behind it. But share a little bit about your journey, if, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Well, the, the product is called The Triangle, and the website is My Triangle. And triangle is spelled T-R-Y-A-N-G-L-E. So it's mytriangle.com. And the, the device, it, it's really quite interesting. So, you know, I've been working with gamers for quite a while and elite athletes and, and quite a few celebrities here in, in Los Angeles. And so many of them were having hand injuries that I saw were, were pretty, pretty intense. And I thought, I have to come up with some device that people can use they can travel with that. In my mind, I thought I'd like to, to invent something that, number one, would be effective and safe. Number two, would be inexpensive. And number three, that people would really embrace and would use it, knowing that it would truly help them. And that was, th those are my thoughts. And then one day, I, I literally, I went to sleep and it was a dream. I dreamed about the triangle, just like it is. And I woke up. It was like four in the morning and I sketched it out and that, that was the birth of it. You know, so often people will ask me, well, was it, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you go through a group? I didn't. It was just a, a prayer of what can I come up with that would be helpful. And it came to me in a dream and I woke up, I sketched it out and that was it. It, it really wasn't like a, it wasn't like this real complex sitting down with a group of designers, anything like that. Just 
you know, God just gave me the the idea and I I just wrote it down and and it's it's come to fruition. That was Yeah. Wow, that is such a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> just like I'm that. I'm going to be a hand surgeon and <laughs> I'm going to invent this. Done. Right. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. I look at my life as really this 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 journey of I call it M and M magic and manifestation. It it really is that for me. It's uh, my life is really magical, and I I'm really so grateful and so blessed and really humble to to live the life I live and to live a life of service. That that's the most important. You know, it's just the uh, it's pretty phenomenal. I'm really grateful. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, uh, Dr. Levi, I just want to thank you again for being on the show. And uh, we just, I, I'd love to have you on again if you would ever be game to come back. Would love to come back. Would love to come back. You're a pretty phenomenal host. And, and I, I really love all your really salient questions about, about life and about well-being and about mental health. So as I said earlier, I, I, your podcast is really a force to be reckoned with. And it, it's such a a place of, of sacred healing and elevation. So thanks for doing the work. The world needs more Patricia Friday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dr. Levi. So this is the part of the show where we get to talk a little bit about 80s trends. You brought in the most amazing song, which was a number one hit, um, which we didn't even get to unpack the song as much as we, we could have, but it was, a, it was a number one hit. It won song of the year. Obviously, uh, Bobby and I lost my I have my notes in front of me, but I lost it. But um, the song, as we all know, had major impact and it was such a, a phenomenal song. He is a brilliant artist, Bobby, and he also worked with uh, Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock. He uh, was really a vocal genius. I mean, he was one of a kind the way that he I was reading about how he could be fluid and how he really used a lot of voice improvisation. And honestly, the song just makes you happy. You hear it and you're, you're happy. You just can't help it. Exactly. I, I really love that song. I, I think it's, it's such a, a simple moniker for life is really don't worry, be happy. I mean, uh, what could be more simple than that? I, I just think it, it is just the, a, a way of living, to not live in this sense of, of hurry and to not think about what your digital footprint is going to be. Just live in the now and don't worry about anything else. Simply be happy with now, N-O-W. And uh, I, I think that's just so important. You know, right now I, I just started uh, writing the, the final part of another book entitled The, the Art of Gratitude. And er, er, well, thank you. And every day when I'm writing, I, I'm just I remind myself to not to hurry. The first book I wrote, The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement, I, I gave myself a, a goal. I said, you're going to have it done in six months. So I was done six months to the day. The book was done. and But it was so much internal and external pressure I put on myself. And I said, for this one, if it takes me the whole year, if it takes me a year and a half, it's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. i just be happy about the process. So that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, is always in the background of my mind because it really minimizes rush and the, the I have to achieve, I have to get, I have to go, I have to, have to ro- no, no, that, that I, I, I've closed the door on that journey. It's about being happy and really not worrying and definitely not rushing. Yes. Just like, and to circle back to what you had talked about earlier with your patient, Jennifer, you know, just those small sustainable steps. I think we just go through life. And I think the pandemic, what it, at least what it taught me, I was going through life and living way too fast and I needed to slow way down and reflect and, um, and shift gears. So I, I, I totally concur and I can't wait for your book, Art of Gratitude. And I absolutely, gratitude is, is as we all know, is, is, and now there's so much science behind how important it is. And I love that you're writing it. And I will absolutely be reading that book. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia. You know, one other thing I was going to say about, about Jennifer and about, about weight loss is, you know, our society in general puts so much stress on people 
about being thin, about being super fit. And I think the, the brunt of that pressure is really on women. So if one thing I'd like to, to leave our listeners with is to let all people know, but especially women know, to just simply love your bodies the way they are. And, and don't, don't try to fit into a certain size because of what other people say or what other people are telling you. You're beautiful the way you are. You are a woman. You're phenomenal. You're amazing. You're this goddess on earth. So simply love all of you right now and, and don't try to fit into this societal box of what is normal. There is no normal. Normal is loving you right where you are. Normal is your body is perfect the way it is. If you're a size 50 or a size triple zero, love you and love all of you. And, and don't um, feel apologetic and don't feel like you owe anyone a reason of, about why you are the way you are, about your size. That's not their business. Just live your best body and life as you feel works for you without thinking about other people. I think so often society puts so much pressure, Patricia, on women specifically, you know, and they don't do that to, to men. You know, men can be affording, have a big beer belly and, and, and people don't say anything about it. But then if they see a woman who's heavy, they will make snide comments. And it's really not correct. It's not right at all. Yeah. No one has the, the right to talk about any person, man or woman, about their size, about their weight. It's not your business. Stay in your lane, take care of your body and let other people take care of their body. So that's all you have agency over is your body. That's it. You know? Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, uh, uh, how I look at it now, and I was in the fitness industry and there wasn't a great deal of pressure to look a certain way, um, especially if you were in media, uh, which I, I, I did with, I had five you know DVDs, which I was pregnant when I filmed them. So obviously I wasn't trying to lose weight or anything during that time. I was just, you know, uh, that was my whole goal behind the DVD was really to have women feel beautiful when they're pregnant. I filmed it in my last trimester, my prenatal DVD. And I wanted women to say like, Hey, listen, this is what a pregnant, a healthy pregnant woman looks like. And I, I wasn't a rail. I was a very, uh, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm an athletically built woman carrying a nine pounds, six ounce baby. You know, I look like that. And, and, but that was real and that was healthy. And so yes, to the, to the pressure and thank you for recognizing that. And, um, and I think how I look at things now is really my body as a vehicle you know, a vehicle to get me through uh, as long a life as I can, I can have. And so, you know, when I look at trying to be fit, you know, I did the stair climbing yesterday because I want to, I want to snowshoe and I want to feel good when I'm snowshoeing and I want to be able to get up those Alps. Right. And so now it's looking at, at life and at uh, my fitness as my vehicle. I want to be able to be, see my grandbabies be born. I want to be able to have a long, healthy life and not have to go see an orthopedic surgeon if I don't have. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so beautifully said. I, it's a vehicle. Our bodies are vehicles to be of service to the world. And, and that's it. And, and yeah. to keep them healthy as we can. Absolutely. Love that. And so before we wrap up, I want to just quickly talk about 80s trends because this is Learn It From An 80s Song. So I would love to hear just kind of like your favorite 80s trend. 80s trend. Um, one thing I, I did like about the 80s, a lot of music started to embrace a lot of synthesizers and, uh, and a lot of auto-tuning. And I sort of like that. You know, uh, some people will, will think that it's, well, it's not, it, it's too much. But I, I sort of like the, the synthesizer that was, was used more in the 80s. And uh, I don't know, I, I just... You know, I love music and I love all genres of music, you know, from country to to hip hop, to rock and roll, to jazz, which I really love, of course. You know, being from New Orleans, Louisiana, jazz has always been a, I always say it's kind of in my DNA. So, um, so I think in the 80s, embracing the synthesizer more in music, I, I really enjoyed that. I think just bringing in the music aspect, like you had said, the different genres and jazz and I have to say, I, I went to college in Alabama and Mobile, so I, oh. used to I used to spend a lot of time in New Orleans, <laughs> more time than I probably should have, 
but what I will say is that I loved the jazz festival every year and I absolutely loved uh, seeing Dr. John, you yes. know, I mean, the music, oh, just, it's, the, a, the, it's a great city, you know, the gastronomy there, you know, the, 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 the culinary places that you can go, you know, the food is amazing. The jazz, the architecture, the, it's just, a, I, I it's just a beautiful place. I, I was just there. Last week, actually, uh, taking care of my mother, uh, she had some challenges, and I, I went there for five days. And uh, it's it, whenever I go back there, it just uh, it's just a special place. Yeah, it's a special place. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. I, I mean, I I enjoyed it. Uh, my sister lived there for a while as well, and went to school there. So um, yeah, it's a great city, amazing city. It really, it really is. So well, I just want to thank you again for being on the show today. And let's uh, just real quick, I just want to go over um, how we can get a hold of you one more time, uh, just so that our audience knows exactly how the best way to reach you. Sure. So the best way to reach me would be via the, 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 so several ways. So one is the website for my office is, is my name, drleviharrison.com, and that D-R-L-E-V-I-H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N.com. Uh, on Facebook, I'm there also, Dr. Levi. My YouTube channel, it's just my name, Dr. Levi, uh, again, L-E-V-I, like the genes. Um, and the triangle, if someone's interested in, in, in having that, they can get it via Amazon or from the website. Uh, the website is mytriangle.com. And again, it's M-Y-T-R-Y-A-N-G-L-E, triangle again with a Y. Well, I, I want to say thank you again for being here. And guys, all, uh, you know, how to get a hold of Dr. Levi will be in the show notes. So until next time. I really want to thank you so much. You were just great. And your podcast will really continue to help a lot of people. So stay in the light and keep blessing us because we need you. Well, thank you. Thanks again, Dr. Levi. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, Tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.